Hey everyone, welcome to this new episode on the Lost and Found podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Stone. And on this week's episode of the podcast, we have a strong but vibrant guest who takes us on her journey from working in the Coast Guard and its highs and lows, from working at a corporate job and still not being happy, to finally creating the life and business she's always deserved. Get ready for this great story and laughs, and please welcome Kate Whiting to the Lost and Found podcast. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the Lost and Found podcast. Thanks for being here. What are you up to this morning? Well, for you, okay, so Kate is in Florida, guys, currently, and um, she is, what is it, like 2 there already or one thirty? Yeah, one fifty. What What did your day look like today? How did you, what, what did you do this morning? I woke up. I laid in bed because I have the laziest dogs in the entire world. And they are so cute. Um, and so huge. Sailor and Jack, Labradoodle and Golden Doodle. Jack just turned one last week. So super exciting. But we just laid in bed. They're super snuggly. They're literally the laziest dogs in the entire world. So <laughs> we just chilled in bed until like 1130. And then we got up, went for a walk, cleaned the house, did some laundry. That's literally what my to some sublime. Ooh, nice. Chilling. I know I have I that's literally how my how my morning was. I stood up, I mean, um, I stayed in bed longer and then took Angel out to go to the bathroom and just was decided to clean. So actually one of my best friends, um, Raelle, she just said, She's like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just kind of going with the flow. <laughs> don't really have any plans she goes so what if i come down this weekend she lives in la she's like what if i just come down and i'll be like around two i'm like yes please come i haven't seen you in months yes. and so it was kind of a little spontaneity thing so she's coming down so i was like okay now like all of a sudden my by weekend just turned into something to do <laughs> yes and human interaction is so needed lately because there's only so much so you can do needed. over zoom and all of this stuff so absolutely i actually speaking of that i was looking at an um I was going through scrolling through Instagram and one of these pastors that I uh, follow, he was saying like, it's okay to feel like disconnected. It's okay that those people aren't reaching out. It's okay if you aren't have that connection all the time because everybody's feeling it. Just like if you, you know, everybody's feeling like that person's not texting you or that person's not showing their love as much or that person isn't doing it. It's because like, we're all so drained. You know, yeah, and, and, and then ahead. it's important to ask yourself if you're complaining about those things, like, are you being the friend that reaches out to someone else? Mm. If you know you need it, it's easy to always be like, well, everyone else should reach out to me. And then especially with people with like anxiety and depression, like we get in those traps of like, no one cares about me. No one loves me. And not thinking about like everyone else is going through the same things. Mm-hmm. So something that always helps me. 99% of the time feel better. And I know I've like randomly called you before and just talked about random stuff. And I and love that. Connecting with those people and talking to them, like doing, it literally goes back to doing to others what you want to do to you. Exactly. And if you feel the need to like reach out to someone and that you want that connection, be that friend or that person that reaches out to people. Easy as that. And don't feel weird about it because 99% of the time, everyone else wants to feel it too. They do. And I just feel like we've all gotten, we've all, we're all feeling lonely maximized this past year. 
And so anybody who had depression, I feel like it kind of maximized people who didn't have depression and loneliness has it now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you have, we have to recognize that we're all not feeling alone. And part of that post that I was, that I was telling you about was he said, so when you do feel that way, why don't you try reaching out? So you kind of, and you kind of said it without even hearing the end of it. I'll send you that. That's what post I tell later. my girls all the time. Yeah, because you you don't realize, and and I feel like our culture is so, I guess, um, we're taught to kind of like bottle everything up, or we we're too much. Or we don't want to reach out. We want to kind of play like hard to get. Whether you're in a friendship, whether you're in a romantic relationship, because you don't want people to think that you know, you're trying too hard or you're being needy, but it's like, put that away. So many people like want that connection. We all want to know who cares about us and fuck that. I hate when people like the playing hard to get. I mean, Hey, actually when, you know, when you're first dating somebody playing hard to get, it's fine, but (laughs) (laughs) that's my game. But you know, after a while when it comes to friendships, (laughs) Yes. Um, I actually was just at a women's circle the other night. Um, Fun. I didn't I even tell those. you about it yet. I was going to tell you about it, but I haven't told you about it yet. Okay, but, well, now um, tell me now. <laughs> now here we are. Um, so I went to this Wild Women Wednesday that my friend Jenny hosted. It was like the first one. It's based off of um, one in L.A. actually that started the Wild Women Circle that started in L.A. And my friend Jenny learned from her. Um, and decided to start one here in Miami. Mm-hmm. And there was only four of us there. Um, and I realized how much everyone, like you said, just needs that connection. And we all are taught our whole lives to not be too much, not be this, not be that, hold it all inside. And when you do that, like that's where sickness and stuff comes from is like mm-hmm. literally us being blocked from speaking our truths or doing what we want or Being every time say be. you were told no don't do that and you like feel your body like make that jolt or you can cringe. see what I'm doing but no one else yeah. can see what I'm doing but yeah, you, know what I mean? you hold yourself in yeah and the older you get and the more you like hold yourself back you're literally like tailoring your body to repress this stuff that causes sickness and causes illness and cause I don't know if I'm making sense but if you whether is if you would just connect with people and say those things you're afraid to say or, or tell people how you really feel it's, it would be so much better because yeah, it's almost like a release yeah because realistically like how many times have you ever felt like you couldn't say something but the second you actually said it you just felt so much better mm-hmm. it's like the stuff that your anxiety or your brain or the enemy, depending on like what your religious background is, is telling you like, don't say that because then they won't be your friend or don't say that to your partner because then they'll think you're too needy. Mm. But then the second you say that, you feel so much better and you feel like there's a deeper connection. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised how many people like we're are thankful that you say those things because they can connect with it like oh my gosh I feel that way too or I struggle with that too and you feel so much better because you realize like you're not the only one that's feeling that or going through that and if you exactly and if that if that friend or that relationship doesn't understand you and you need somebody who does understand you in that area then that just shows you okay you need to find new relationships (laughs) Exactly. But then also remembering that your partner or like, so say in romantic relationships, your partner does not have to be that person for everything. Yes, you're right. And we're taught and ingrained by society that like, 
oh, you're going to find your partner and they're going to be the person you tell everything to and go to with everything and can talk about everything under the sun with. But that's a lot of pressure on one person. Mm -hmm. There's, I think I've told you this quote and you can edit this out. It's like, I don't know, whatever, but the thing that helped me the most in my romantic relationships was when I was stationed in Bahrain and I read this quote on Instagram that was like, if you can suck his dick, you can tell him how you feel. And I don't know why (laughs) that doesn't mean go suck him. But that I don't know why, but that literally has stuck with me like all these years later, because I was always in relationships afraid to tell people how I truly felt because I was afraid of them like abandoning me or leaving me or feeling Mm -hmm. a certain way about me. But in reality, if you're speaking your truth and someone's not going to honor it and someone's not going to um, believe in you or support you, then mm-hmm. why would you want them in your life anyway? Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. it's terrifying it's to think so that terrifying. way, yeah. but it's like holding sand in your hand. If you just let things go with the flow and you just like hold it like this and like loosely in your palm, you can hold all that sand in your hand forever, Right. But the second you try to squeeze the sand and hold on to the sand as tight as you can and not let anything go, like try to control it all, it slips through your fingers so easily, right? Yeah. So it's like everyone just needs to learn to chill the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And like even myself, like I say this and I teach my girls this all the time, but it's still like I still have to learn it for myself. And I still like have moments where I try to control things and I'm like, okay. It's just ego talking. We need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, yeah, what's I, meant to be is meant to be. And if it doesn't happen the way I thought it was, that's just the universe protecting me or directing me into something, something else. New. Oh, yeah, a new journey, a new path. And I feel like that kind of taps into something that I've been learning a lot or trying to understand more is letting people come into your life and go come and go we want to hold on to people so tight because we think that we're supposed to have best friends for 20 and for lifelong years and like we're we think that we're supposed to meet that first man and then we're supposed to be with them forever like it's okay to have these little relationships it's okay to feel this person in our life for a small time and for five years five minutes five fifty years whatever case may be but people hold on to things so tight and they take it personally when it's time for them to move on to the next yeah you but outgrown. it's because our, we're afraid it's because our ego and our brain is designed to keep us protected mm-hmm. um and like but that's not really the case, right? Everything worth doing is like on the other side of fear and on the other side of something new. Because you're never going to do something new if you don't do anything new mm-hmm. or try something Or try different. something that's going to scare you. That's yeah, crazy. but our brain just is like, uh, we've never done that before. I don't like this. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Let's just do what we were doing before because we're comfortable and we know how to handle that. <laughs> and even if it's not good for you, even if that's not, not okay. Um. But yeah, I lost my train of thought. No, yeah, this was but a- that's what but that's like something that has really like hit me in the last six months to a year is that it's okay. Like mm-hmm. go with the flow. This is our only life. I'm gonna say this is our only life. You know, this is, I feel this about is that. the but life like, right this now. This is our only life right now. We don't mm-hmm. have it all figured out. We don't come back down 
to earth and like know our plan and know our path. Like we mm-hmm. had it when we were up there and we knew what we came down to, but everyone, every soul comes down to the earth knowing that they're going to forget why they came down. And mm-hmm. it's all but about trying to figure out why better. you came down. Stop coming back and repeating the same mistakes. Let's, let's learn and grow and, and create yeah. and be that next step. So for the next yeah. life and the next one, <laughs> no, we don't, I kind of remember what I was going to say. We don't, um, we all are so hard on ourselves for making mistakes and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff when perfection this is the is... first time we're doing it. Like give yourself some grace and like anyone can reinvent themselves. People have gone from like everything to nothing in a second and then reinvented themselves to something else. Mm-hmm. As long as you're learning and growing, this is not real. This is not the matrix. <laughs> Matrix, mushroom well, trip, whatever you want to call it. Like, <laughs> whatever we're on, like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Like, we're all going to be okay. Because every every time yeah. we go through something hard, we always think, like, this is the end of the world. But look where we are today. We're good. We're great. I'm fucking happy. That is literally than I just been. your ego talking. Like, because <laughs> mm-hmm. perfection are you physically is dead drilled. or physically hurt, or is it just your ego that's hurt? Yeah. That's what you have oh, to like, ask true. yourself. Perfect. Say that again. Say that again. So are you like physically hurt or are you actually dead or is it just your ego that's hurt? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not like physically maimed <laughs> and something like hurts your feelings, <laughs> like it's not you that it's hurting. It's your ego that it's hurting. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's fine. Well, what a beautiful kick off to this episode. <laughs> Love it. I knew when I knew I was like, once I'm like, once we dive in, we're just, we're not, they're not going to stop us. It's, I there's, there's no conversation. <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> but let's reel it back. So people understand who you are and who our relationship is. So this is Kate Sims, everybody. But lighting now. I know what to say, but she is newly <laughs> married. And congratulations. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> how exciting. Um, but let's tell the people how we met, because it's kind of like a funny story. So <laughs> we've never met in person. You guys, we've never met in person. We've only ever FaceTimed and talked on the phone and text and Instagram and all that social media stuff. But um, so weirdly, I was added to a, a Instagram group, like a little DM chat. Yeah, and um, I never even knew how I got there. I was just kind of like in it. Me either. <laughs> I was just like in it. And I was just like, okay, but... At that point in time in my life, I was really into um, politics. I think I was just, I wanted to learn more about politics and I wanted to be a part of people who talked about it. And um, so whenever, so this was a group, it was called um, Tripartisan Republican kind of uh, group. And so, and there was like about 10 people, 12 people with like the one with this one guy who like led it and wanted to start like a new movement. And I was like, you know what? I'm about the yes. I'm about the like learning about the new and wanting to open my open these new doors and windows and everything. So let me just hear what this guy's about, whatever. So we would get into all these conversations about, you know, political United States presidential stuff. And what this was way before 20 was this was in 2019. This was like 2018. When, when did COVID even start? Really? It was March 2019. Because a year ago this month. So this was probably 2020. We're in 2021. Oh, okay, so I'm sorry. So this was March 2020. <laughs> so this was probably late 2019. Yeah, probably. Like kind October. of before COVID, I think. 
Oh, for sure before COVID, because we would have been talking about that shit on that group chat. We would have. Yeah, I don't even remember, to be honest. I believe it was late 2019. Anyways, so we're going into all of that, and I was kind of, like, in and out of it or whatever. And then finally, one and then one day, Kate just reaches out to me, and she's like, what the hell are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell's happening? You know, it was just, it was a, it was a very, it was an interesting conversation that we would talk about politics, but for some, and like, she would occasionally, um, she would occasionally like dabble in the conversation. I would too. And I feel like we were both that, those kind of like women in it. And then she reached out and then we just kind of just like went from there. That's kind of like where our relationship started. And so from one thing, it was like this group's weird and then we were like hey but you're kind of cool like let's talk and then like yeah and then like two days later she's like let's facetime and or let's talk on the phone and then we ended up realizing that we have so much in common from like our spiritual beliefs and moral beliefs to the same kind of hair color and hair we look like we could be sisters (laughs) oh for sure so hey wherever friendships come i just force people to be my friend Jack just made a noise in his kennel. I don't know. He's like, what about me? I'm your friend. (laughs) Yeah, what about me? Um, Yeah, I just, I love making friends. And I think it's because I have so much anxiety and I social anxiety that like I try to do things to get outside my comfort zone. And so, and I just genuinely want to know about people and like who they are and where they come from because I think it's so interesting that every person has like this whole intricate, amazing life Mm -hmm, that we know nothing about. Every single person you pass Mm -hmm. on the street has like, all the same issues and home fights and like cleaning their laundry and doing all this stuff at home. And we just pass this person. We're like, yeah, they're another person. Cool. Mm-hmm. But so I like, I think sometimes people think I'm fake, but if you like actually know me, you know, I'm not. I know. I mean, I mean like, obviously like we've, well, yeah, we've known each other for like almost two years now, but I've never ever had that thought come across my face. Like <laughs> ever thought that you're fake, but I mean, people, those people, people literally tell me I'm too peppy. And I'm like, well, uh, I just was in such what, a what dark we just depression talk about? for so long that like, I just want to be happy. And if you exactly. don't want to be happy, I'm just going to push my love onto you. And eventually you'll feel happy. Too. Yeah. I'd rather be too positive than too negative and a downer. And did we just talk about that? Like, if don't ever think that you're too much, you are exactly who you're supposed to be. And the people who are putting off that you're too much, then bye. Like you don't need that in your life. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun, it was an unexpected friendship, but I'm so appreciative of it. Cause it's always nice to also have a friendship, a friendship or a friend that's not in your friendship group or not in the same city who knows about everything and knows, you know, about your close friendship group and I always appreciated that appreciated that about you is I can always just like call you and like vent whenever I can and talk shit not talk shit but like just like talk about the problems that I'm having within the friendship group I'm having or even with my family and friends and like having a friendship that's not in that inner circle but I still consider you like an inner circle friend for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's like having someone to bounce things off of that's truly unbiased by your Absolutely, other relationships because you have you don't really know anybody <laughs> what that's in my circle and same for you you know but um how so you have just become this like I mean obviously like I don't I didn't know your life before what you are right now but I what the things that you have told me and I know you had depression and I know you've had struggle where do you think that line that you finally crossed 
to get you to be this like motivated and business entrepreneur and just wanting to finally choose like I'm not going to be unhappy anymore. I'm not going to allow the negativity to control my life. I just want to be happy. Like, where did you feel like there was a line? Do you feel like there was a decision? Like what? Yeah. So let's see. I'm trying to think of what. Absolutely. No, it's okay. Like, no, 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 no. Like the, um, line decision. So, okay. So, you know, like I was in the Coast Guard and Mm -hmm. I was like a chef in the Coast Guard and I was really good at it. Like not even to toot my own horn. I was like one of the top five chefs in the Coast Guard. Like got invited to work at the White House for Christmas Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff. Yeah. I remember Um, talking about that. And yeah, there's people that are way better at me at at cooking in the Coast Guard and stuff too. But I was like, I always wrote in the top five of like our tests that we took to advance. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was so good at my job, but every day I would walk into work and I'd just be like, dang, is this really what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Like, it was just like, I felt like I was dying. Like my soul was just dying and I was like going through the motions and like. And people would think that's amazing. Like you just got yeah. invited to the White House to cook. And that yeah, was, and like I was just kind of like, soul. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but mm, I don't know. And I was deployed in the Middle East and went through a really weird divorce and but then met my now husband in the middle east mm. in the same place um which we have to talk about that I, too i'm just kidding yeah and then i came back um and to a land unit and so this is gonna go like in a weird spider kind of way so i didn't really realize i had like adhd until i was at a desk job because i was always cooking always on ships as a kid, I was always moving. I was always doing something. I was always super active to the point where I was like always tired before I went to bed and I could always focus on stuff that I was really interested in. But then I got a desk job and I was like, whoa, I am going backwards. What is this shit? I was like, I have 50 tabs open on my computer screen. Can't focus on one thing. Drains. Just like a whole, everything happened all at once. Um, the Middle East was a really, really bad time at, um, on my, at my unit. I just felt so disrespected all the time. Like we had no camaraderie on our ship. Um, I loved my time in the Middle East and I made some really amazing friendships that I'm still really good friends with today. And we went through a lot of stuff together, Mm -hmm. but my specific unit was just, I was one of the only females in the Middle East. I was one of the only 15 females in my squadron out of 250 I was the highest ranking enlisted female at the time for a while before we got like a female chief. Um, and so everybody on the island knew who I was. Everyone on the base, it was a Navy combined joint base. Like locals and in your... Yeah, like locals, Bahrainis, Saudis, um, people in the Navy, like everyone knew who everybody I was. Talked. Like I would leave Starbucks to walk to work and some Arab guy would be like, oh, I saw Just you because you Starbucks always pick up conversations with people or you just put yourself out there or... No, oh. no, just because I was like a tall blonde woman. Okay, just because and like, you're just like, yeah, your look just like stood out. Like I didn't really okay, blend okay, in. Okay, okay, So um, there's a lot of stuff. Like I had other shipmates and like members like take pictures of me walking into my flat. Oh my God. Um, and sending them to each other. And then there was just Stop. like this whole okay, thing. Okay. Now that, I'm like, trying to connect every guy. 
thought he could sleep with me. And like the second I turned him down, like at the advances that way, they'd be like, oh, well, you're just a bitch or, oh, this, and, like, you know, it was just a lot. Yeah. Um, so I was, kind of, and then like on my ship with cooking, um, I always take such pride in like what I put out and I will never forget this moment that kind of like killed my drive for the rest of the experience. Um, I always love to like plate the food because our galleys are very small on ships. So I would be like, go sit down. I cook this food. I'm going to plate it and I'll serve you guys. Like all 25 people. I would love to just plate and serve or whatever. And I had this one guy come up to me and snatch the spatula out of my hand and was like, I'm not a fucking child. I can feed myself. And like, they didn't appreciate the extra effort that I would put into anything. So that just demotivates you completely. Uh And like, no one realizes that everyone is going through all these own internal struggles. Like Mm -hmm. I was going through a separation and a divorce and like, no one really knew that. And like, I was going through all this other stuff. And like, no one realizes for women, like how hard it is. Like, it's not like really sexual harassment, but just like the, just like the constant, like you're the always ca- the cat on calling. display. Yeah. The cat calling. And- yeah. Or just the comments that are like, mm-hmm. I'm like below belt comment kind of things. Just like, because oh, you I'm, this way. Or- yeah. Just because I'm a beautiful woman, you just think that you have access to whatever you think you're entitled to. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot. So I came back to my unit. I came back to the States and I went to my new unit and, um, I hated it. (laughs) I was like, this is everything I've wanted. I finally am like in charge of an entire station galley. I have people under me. I have a staff. Um, I changed the galley around. Um, but I was still just so lost. Yeah. Like lost from everything. Like it was like a huge mental fog was around me all the time. And I would just go to work and I'd be like, I really hate this. Like, I hate everyone. Everyone's so rude. No one's supportive. No one's encouraging. Like, Mm -hmm. I could be the best ever and I'm still like, and I'll still get paid the same as a person who sits on their phone all day and just sits and doesn't actually do their work. So I think it was just those constant thoughts. We talk about manifesting. Yeah. We talk about manifesting and the everything you focus your attention on is what it is. And I was like, there's no way I can get out of this. I still have a contract. I'm in the military. Like I can't like, and mind you, I've never been in trouble in my entire life. No detentions, no suspensions, no referrals. Like if I went no to the principal's office, leaves. <laughs> yeah. If I went to the principal's office in school, it was like to help them laminate papers. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I was always I in the principal's out. office for talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so putting that to say, my biggest fear in life was getting in trouble. Biggest fear, like in my entire life, was getting in trouble because I had never, ever gotten in trouble. Like, and like I did law, everything in my power you know. always to not get in trouble and like always be perfect for everybody else all the time. And so I came back, I got stationed in Miami after this unit and I was still just so depressed and so like nothing was happening. Like I had a relationship. Yes. And it was great. We got a dog. It was great. Um, but there was just like this void and everything was just, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I was just miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And one night I went out with a group of girls, some girls finally, like I didn't really know them invited me out and I went with them and I tried cocaine for the first time <laughs> in my life. And the next day there was a drug test and I got kicked out of the Coast Guard. 
Wow. I call it my universal (laughs) C-section. That's a Um, good, yeah, that's a good way. That's a good thing to call it. I like that. Wow. So I don't really talk about it a hey, lot. Hey, girls have been there like, for you whatever. since day one. And look at you now, like, surrounded by women. Right? So I call it my universal C-section because it was, like, what I had been manifesting, essentially. Like, I hated everything about my life, but I wasn't doing anything or I couldn't do anything about it. And every single day I'd be like, man, this sucks. I really, like, what is going on? Like, And I sometimes you needed something nothing. horrible. You needed something to, like, slap you in the face to get you out of the situation that you were in. <laughs> Wow. To hit rock bottom. Yes. And my biggest fear in life came true, getting in trouble. Like, <laughs> like I'm not even joking. Like, See, I'm guys, all, when like, the I've worst thing in- happens to you, it's okay. Because that's probably the little ticket out of this horrible situation that you're in. And I survived. And I'm alive. And you're amazing. And honestly, it's probably the best thing that ever could have happened to me because I had to go through all this stuff to figure out what I wanted and who I was. I got to try a bunch of different jobs, ended up working at this corporate job, realized again when that's actually when we met was when I started working at that corporate job. Yes, I remember you were telling me about that. And I started feeling the same way again, mm-hmm. going to work and being like, what the fuck is this? Like, my soul is dying again. Like, I'm not happy doing this. Like, I'm not, it's not, I don't like it. But then and working for someone else and not fulfilling my passions. I don't even know what my passions are because I don't have enough time to figure mm-hmm. out what they are because I'm once working you're my done life there, away for someone else. Yes. And then you working your life away for someone else. And then when you finally get home, you're just like, I just don't even want to think. I just want to yeah, be. Yeah, because you're so drained. You're just like, ugh. And then the transition happened. started talking to her she was just asking me about my life and obviously a bunch of shit had just happened like in my life and it was that human connection we crave right mm-hmm. someone was like actually asking about me because I you know me I'm always the friend that's like hey how's it going you've been a little quiet what's on your mind what's going on how's everything going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and like someone was actually doing it to me for the first time and I just kind of let everything out of what had been happening and how I had gotten furloughed and didn't know what I was going to do for money because I literally at this point now had like $300 left to my name. Credit cards, no credit cards. They're all maxed out. I (laughs) had like no money because I had literally just bought all these clothes because I was starting an office job. And something that we consider a stable income, right? Before COVID, like getting an office job was the ultimate, like this is what you should do because you have money and a salary and you have insurance and you have all these things and then in a blink of an eye it was all gone everything that we ever thought about life was just gone in an instant and turned upside down right Mm -hmm. so she presented me this opportunity she's like hey I know you're going through all this stuff and I don't know if you're even interested but I do this business and I think it could really help you and it was like something in my head was just like yes no one has ever said yes to me that fast, but, um, <laughs> but I was like, yes. And then all of the memories from like the beginning of the year flooded by, I was like, I want something that I can do by myself, like at my house and create my own life and not have to ask permission to breathe. Right. 
because in corporate or in the military, you have to ask to do everything. Can I have the day off? Can I, I need a day to like oh, that rest gives my me mental chills. health and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. So I instantly was like, do you do Monet? Because yes, I'm in. And she was like, wait, what? You don't want to talk on the phone? You don't do anything? And I was like, no, I know this is, yeah. like, I just knew in my soul that this was the opportunity I had been looking for because it's like when you ask the universe or God for a cake, he's not going to give it to you like in a cake and say, here's your cake, put the candles on and blow them out. Like that's not how it works because if anything worth doing, isn't just going to be handed to you. Right. Absolutely. And anything that's just handed Absolutely. to you is not worth, worth it. doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like God hands you the eggs and the sugar and the batter and everything that you need to make the cake. You just have to make it yourself. But he gave all you all the tools to do it. So I said, yes, I took the opportunity and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to roll with this and see, see what happens. And Amanda within like a month, I was making as much doing this network marketing company that everyone thinks network marketing is a scam and it's not. And it's so frustrating. Um, as I was at my corporate job before I got furloughed. Because it probably had like, that marketing scam probably happened within a company that was a scam, and then yeah. it just pours into everything else. And we talk about people, but and not everything is like that. Them. Yeah. So please let's please dive in and right now before you go any deeper, let everybody know what this company is. Okay, so it's called Monet. It stands for Modern Nature, and we have M O N A T. Yep, yeah, and it's vegan and anti aging hair and skincare. We now have a wellness line and it's basically their motto is like beauty from the inside out and their whole background is all about gratitude. They're based here in Miami. Um, the family, the Ardenetas are from Venezuela and they literally are like the epitome of the American dream. They came to the United States Aww, had nothing, I love that. and created, worked for some other companies and mm -hmm. then created their own company. And they're a family owned company and they give back to us so much because they know that the more they pour into you and their people yeah, and the, the more, more they pour into the community that the more it will flourish. And we've become the number two network marketing company in the world in just like six years. Yes. And, and I, fastest, of course I use this project as well. Yes. I use this, I said, I'm, I just want everybody to know that I use this product as well. I use the <laughs> hair and face products. Yeah. And, um, the one thing that I've appreciated even more than the product, my hair has grown so much. And it's just gotten so much thicker and healthier. And um, it just was kind of that part of that I needed because I had used, I had dyed my hair so long with um, blonde for so long that it just like, obviously it got that, like it looked dead kind of thing. And so um, I stopped cutting, I stopped dyeing it. I stopped doing anything to it and I just was cutting it. And then I was introduced to this and it was kind of like that product I needed to get back to where I wanted to be, which was my healthier, natural hair. Um, but I think the number one thing about, besides the actual products and the benefits of it, the other aspect about this company that I love is the community. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Like just like the womanhood and it, and, it, and, it, and it expands to anybody who wants to be a part of it. Men, women, young adults. Um, it's just, a, just, it's just such an, a supportive community who just wants to help yeah. each other. And you can just like see it on the screen and you can feel it. And even the little bit that I was, um, you know, trying to 
tap into that community as well. Like you just feel it. And I just love that for you and anybody else who's searching for that. This is a great way to start. If you're looking for something new and want to try something new, I recommend giving this a try. Yeah. Yeah, It's literally, and we talked earlier about how, like what snapped me out of my like depression and anxiety and all this stuff, because I had all these experiences. What was that line? What was that? Yeah. I had all these experiences with women and men that were like not positive. And I joined this community without like a second thought. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. because I know this is what it is. And, um, I was, everyone was so nice and so warm and welcoming oh, and you're supportive. Your heart was probably was like, yearning this, for this. Yeah. I was like, this can't be real. Like I was super tentative at first and I was like, this isn't, this won't last. It's just because I'm new. And now like in a couple of weeks, I'll be, have done the company for a whole year and, um, it's exactly the same, if not more, like, it doesn't matter if you're on the same team or on someone else's team. Like, I have done, I have worked with people from other teams that we would not gain anything financially from working with each other, but we all do it to support each other because there's, it's an environment of abundance and knowing that just because you're succeeding doesn't mean that I can't succeed Mm. and everyone works to help each other grow and no one, like, it's not like you even monetarily benefit from each other. It's just, everyone is that warm and welcoming and inviting. And I know that kind of thing when people say it is scary. Because that's not what we're used to. Mm-hmm. But it's literally a culture of gratitude and empowerment and uh, the phrase chills. dream bigger, like dream big and then dream bigger. Because your mind is so powerful that it's all about mindset. If you think you can and you think you can't, you're right. Either way. You're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's right. You're right either way. If you think you can, you'll do it. If you think you can't, you won't do it. And either way is a choice. So it's really interesting like I said, I had started when I got furloughed, I started the business and I was making more money doing it. And then I got called back to work, started working again, was doing my full-time job and I was doing Monet and I was volunteering for another company, um, social aim. And, um, honestly, like I was doing it all at the same time, but I was starting to feel that ugh, again, because I was like, I know that I was making this much money before. And now I'm working and yes, I'm still making that money, but if I could be just put even a little more effort into it, I know I'd be making more money because it's an uncapped earning potential. And I'm working for these people from eight 30 to six 30, sometimes overtime for no extra pay because I was salaried. So if I had to work extra, if I had to work on the weekends or if I had to work a separate project, I wasn't getting any more money. Yeah. And I'm a little monetarily driven. Um, <laughs> Um, that's why I started the company, but not everyone else is monetarily driven. There's something for everyone. But I was like, why am I doing this? And like the feeling I had felt in the Coast Guard of being just drained every day and knowing that I meant to be doing something else and meant for some more and meant to be impacting lives. Like I realized through Monet that like my passion is like this kind of stuff, like talking to women and encouraging women and empowering women and like absolutely figuring out mindset I love talking about religion. Like, I don't know where that all is going to fit in. Um, but it'll happen. But just, yeah, you, you but feel just one step closer. Person, yeah. You feel one step closer. 
Absolutely. Yeah, but just being that person for someone else that I never got for myself growing up, like someone mm-hmm. to like constantly encourage and support and create a community. Like my team is all about like creating that community where people feel loved and supported and encouraged no matter what step of the journey they're on. Yeah, that's Because mm-hmm. some people join and don't do anything with the business, but that's okay. But I have some girls on my team who, while they haven't done anything with the business, I've watched them grow so much mentally and spiritually that I'm just so proud of that aspect. And I, um, I think that that's what we all need. We're all trying to, bi- let's build our own community of people and of relationships. And that's what I'm trying to do on this podcast is build another type of community because I, and I want to keep bringing on different stories, different struggles, different passions, different purposes and bring it on here because someone will hear me or someone will hear you or someone will hear another guest and be awakened by that, yeah. by their story, by their voice, whatever, their soul, whatever it is. And so that's why I have you here. And I'm so thankful that you're here. And can you let everybody know um, what they can do if they feel inspired or feel that they want to join Monet or want to just buy it or, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I have one more universal C-section and then I'll talk about that because okay. I was at my do corporate it. job. Do and it. then Ryan broke his back. I don't know if you remember when you remember. Yeah, him. He was no, in the hospital. yeah, we were. Yeah, we were talking and, about that all happened. And you have a corporate job, right? And then I had these people that were like, "Well, you can't take time off to go be in the hospital with him because we need you to work. And if you go take time off, you're not going to get paid for it." And I was like, "Oh." So it was another. I was miserable at work, not knowing, but it was back into the comfort zone, mm-hmm. right, of what we knew we needed. Um, stability and the universe was like, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. And Ryan ended up in the hospital and I ended up quitting my job because for a number of reasons, I had been thinking about it for a long time, but that was like the straw, you know, that broke the camel's back. And I was like, you know what? I don't need this. I have Monet. I know that I'll be okay. And so I quit my job started working again with Monet, started making more money and like have the ability to do whatever I want mm-hmm. and be here and get to spend all day with my dogs and get to go for a walk at 10 o'clock in the morning and drink my coffee and clean my house and just relax. I did start working at a restaurant just to get out of my apartment for a couple of days and to like get that human connection. <laughs> so I work at a restaurant three days a week, a Jamaican restaurant, just because I, I used to go there all the time. That. I don't know you started doing that. Yeah, it's like three days a week. Okay, but on Instagram, like a couple hours a day. Okay, but on Instagram, you take pictures in this really pretty mirror with this pretty background. Where is that? The Jamaican restaurant, restaurant? girl. I thought that was like a a boutique where you sell clothes (laughs) and like jewelry and shit. Oh, I love it. That's the restaurant. I just worked there because I was friends with everyone that worked there anyway, and they're like, "You should just work here." Uh huh. And we ate there like three times a week anyway. Okay, one of my friends, she's like all into like the restaurant business, and she's trying to be a bartender. And one of the places that we go eat regularly at, she's like, "Are you guys looking for jobs?" She's like, "Yes, like we are." And I think she's gonna, she's like wanting to start working there. So like that, I I understand that little like connection, and. Yes, I'm and I mean, happy. I was a cook, so working in a restaurant is oh just my God. Yeah. Okay, so, so I know that your next, like, big move, which I love hearing people's big moves because I'm always so supportive when I ask, 
but I know your next big move is an actual move, which is to Tennessee. Yes. And when I come visit you, I cannot wait for you to fucking cook for me. Just saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you yes. talk all day about your chef skills. And I'm like, I need to taste it first. <laughs> yes. So for sure. We, yeah, we're moving. And it literally would not be possible if I hadn't started Monet. Because if I had to worry about a mm. job and everything like that and giving notice, mm. I wouldn't be able to just pick up and move. Ryan's retired mm. from the Coast Guard. So we have his income. And we're literally just, we found a house. We're literally buying a house for our dogs. We want to get out of Miami. We love Miami. Of course. We just want a house and we want space and we want a fresh start Mm. and just just to go on and have a new life. So Mm, it's really, really exciting. And it's all like literally everything with the catalyst and the stepping stone into everything that's happened in my life has been Monet. Like my mental health, like even my therapist, when I first started, was like, what are you doing differently? Because whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I was like, well, I started this business. And it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I would love to talk to anybody about it that's trying to think about changing their life or even just having something yeah. on the side or somehow having sparks, passion. Yeah. If any, if this in some way sparks an interest or you are inspired by it in any way, please reach out to her. She's so open to it. I think throughout this whole episode, she just said she loves connection and loves to make <laughs> friends. So don't be afraid. Let people know how they can reach you. Yes, on Instagram, my Instagram is Mrs. Kate Whiting. So M R S K A T E W H I T I N G. I will I have tag Facebook. It the, I'll tag, yeah, it, tag it. I have Facebook. I really don't know how to use it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Instagram's enough. Everybody's on Instagram. Instagram's way easier. But yeah, Instagram is really what I'm on all the time. I love it. And even if you just want to chat, like no pressure about anything. Like Mm -hmm. I literally just love meeting new connections. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like that's the whole point of this episode is just if you connected with something or you were inspired or you like understand her struggle or you're going through something that, what she went through and you need some help, reach out. Like seriously, we're here. We become new besties like us. Yeah. We just became rando besties. (laughs) She's my rando friend. Because I just message strangers online all the time. Yes, and it's okay to reach out. It's okay that you weren't friends in elementary school. Just make friends, make connections, and let's start this motherfucking life. Let's start our purpose. You're here for a reason, and the dogs are getting a little anxious. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you never so know much, who's Kate. coming no, on ahead. your path for a reason. Absolutely. Like you never know. Like if you're missing this connection and you don't have it in childhood, it might not be because you weren't, it might be because you weren't ready for that level of connection or you weren't at the stage in life to meet that kind of person. And that's really what I think about. Well, thank you so So. much, Kate. I love you. And I know I needed you on my podcast and you fulfilled (laughs) it and so much more. I'm so glad. Let's fucking just be boss ass bitches and (laughs) let's own it and let's fulfill our purpose. I'm so happy and I'm going to call you and FaceTime you later so we can chit chat about other stuff. (laughs) I love you. Have a great day. Bye. Don't forget to voice message me after this episode to let me know what you liked or what you want to hear next or even just show some love. I would also appreciate a review and of course hit that subscribe button. You can also find me on Instagram at mystonesoul. I'd love to hear from you. Let's continue this journey together because we're all struggling and trying to figure out this life. 
So if I can speak to even one of you today and encourage you to be better, do better and feel better, then let's do this together. From my home right here in San Diego to yours, because we're all lost and want to be found. I'm your host, Amanda Stone, and this is the Lost and Found Podcast. Until next time.